The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of The Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you had the Arizona Wildcats winning the national championship, that's probably why you're on 2 a.m. to 6 in the morning. That's why. Right there. Gutless. Gutless basketball. It's one thing to lose on a buzzer beater. That's somewhat socially acceptable. When you lose on a buzzer beater, you're like, ah, we played a good game. When you get run off the court, they were throwing potatoes in Boise in Arizona. <laughs> Horrible. I demand a refund. I demand a refund is what I want. All right. Now, welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I thought it was tremendous coaching by Sean Miller. Most teams in that situation would have found a way to stay in the game, right? To stay in the game, to find a way to compete and all that. No, 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 no. 
Did they get a pep talk from Arnie Spanier before the game? Did my colleague here, Arnie Spanier, go in there and say, Here we go, boys. Here's what we're going to do to win the game. <laughs> I mean, I realize the Pac-12 blew chunks. Yeah, you wanted to vomit when you watched the Pac-12 compared to the rest of the country this year. I get that. I understand. But still, that was supposed to be the guiding light, the shining example that it wasn't all terrible. This was going to be like some of those old uh, UNLV years back in the day when they were the only good team. And, of course, they were in a terrible conference uh, regularly when they had legendary figure Jerry Tarkani a million years ago and all that. But the uh, Arizona Wildcats, uh, they're playing at one speed. And Buffalo, Buffalo did this. That wasn't Duke. It wasn't North Carolina. It wasn't Kansas or Villanova. It was Buffalo. Buffalo ought to go to the ACC if they can play like that. They They should be in the Pac-12. They can be like the Eastern version of the Pac-12. They can start like it. You know how they did that a couple years ago with the, the super conferences? Like the, there's like, all right, we're going to be like the the Big West, but we'll have like the Eastern time zone portion of it. You know, or the. I mean, my goodness. My, my, uh, my goodness. So DeAndre Ayton is out, and uh, he is gone. That backcourt, veteran backcourt, if you look at it objectively, and you know college basketball like I know college basketball, and you look at this stuff, and you say, okay, let's put all the ingredients, right? It's like when you're making a, a pizza. You got to have proper amounts of flour. You got to have the cheese. You got to put everything in there. You got the toppings. All that. And uh, sure enough, they, they they appeared to have that, right? They had that. I, I, I'm pretty confident. No, I don't know for sure. I'm, I don't know for sure. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that Arizona, as far as uh, easier to get to to the, the, the destination where this tournament game was played, is it easier to get from Buffalo to Boise or from Tucson to Boise? I don't know. Maybe from Buffalo. It didn't matter, though. It, was like it really mattered, the crowd and all that. But in the build-up to the game, I uh, I don't know if you were watching. I I I was going in and out. I was. Uh, I, I much like I had fatigue the other day when we were yapping about NFL free agency, and it was just every name sounded the same. Uh, I couldn't tell the difference from the backup offensive lineman that signed with the Packers and the you know the, the Kirk Cousins. They were all the same after after a while. You just like, oh my God, they all seem the same. They all seem the same. But there's something in the buildup that I want to get to. But first, let's hear from from Sean Miller, who is I don't know what he'll be doing. Will he be working at Chick-fil-A? Is that what he'll be doing? He might be working at a Chick-fil-A this time next year. I have no idea. But he'll be the most popular guy at the Chick-fil-A because he'll tell all these stories about college basketball and envelopes filled with cash and all that. Uh, Sean Miller, you must be very happy to have your team run off the court, humiliated, and a mortifying loss. Yes, you're happy about that, yeah? It's difficult to exit the tournament the Uh, way we have on a season that represented 27 wins in a Pac-12 tournament regular season championship. All that goes away when you you lose in the tournament, but in particular, losing the first round the way we did. Uh, That is accurate. How many of the Arizona players do you think could find Buffalo on a map? Like, if you gave them a map and you didn't have the states and you didn't have, like, the, the outline, could they find Buffalo? I don't know. Well, Sean Miller, one thing you can say about Arizona basketball, 
that team does not quit. Right? Is that correct? Your team does not give up guts, backbone, toughness. Is that how you would describe Arizona basketball? It wasn't a lack of effort. Certainly yeah. wasn't a lack Clearly. of uh, yeah. wanting to advance. We sure. got beat. You know, we got beat by a good team. Unless maybe my TV was broken because I didn't see that. I, I know it was all it was basketball one hundred and one, right? Basketball one hundred and one. That's that's how it is. See, the one thing a coach has to you have to hang your hat on the fact as a coach. It's like you you got to say, hey, one thing about my team, we always we always leave it out on the court because you can't you can't say. Remember remember a couple years ago, Frank Martin at South Carolina pretty much said that. He said, he said, hey, we if, if this was the NBA, we would get rid of all these guys. We'd release them, we'd trade them, all of them, but we can't do that. Uh, Sean Miller, though, he's not – he's not. you're not doing that, are you, Sean? You're going to stand your ground, right? We worked hard to be ready for the game. Our yeah. guys practiced hard. You know, when you go three games and three days in a conference tournament, you know, you're a little bit banged up, so we tried to be smart in our approach. But our intention was good. We just didn't have it tonight, and Buffalo deserves a lot of credit. I've used that line with program directors at radio stations, and it doesn't work. It doesn't. My intention for that Maller monologue was, or that uh, that that listener that was offended, here was my intention. Yeah, they don't usually. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I saw this. Uh, but again, I was in a haze. I was in a, I got three hours. I have a Fitbit. I, I got three hours and 18 minutes of sleep so I could watch the tournament. You, I'm sacrificing my health to watch college basketball. I, I three hours and eighteen minutes of, of that is that the full eight hours you're supposed to get? I don't think. It, uh, but anyway, so Charles Barkley had said much earlier in the day that DeAndre Ayton is the best college basketball player he had seen in 25 years, and I actually wanted to talk about that because after Barkley said it, Clark. Kellogg, Clark Kellogg then doubled down on it. Do we have that? All right, let's go to the audio. All right, here's uh, here is uh, Charles Barkley, Clark Kellogg, all that. Uh, oh, we don't have that. No, I don't care about Sean Miller. I want to. I want uh, Barkley and Clark Kellogg on TV. Sean Miller's going to lose his job. He's working at Chick Fil A. Uh, so Clark Kellogg just said right after Barkley did his little spiel. I guess he said it to TMZ as well, but it, this was on television. So Kellogg then said that DeAndre Ayton is the most skilled college big man in 25 years. Now, think about 25 years. It's 2018, so you're going back to, like, 1993, 94, that area, uh, going back uh, going back all these years. I mean, it's a long – we're going back a long time. You're going back a long period of time here, uh, 25 years. So they were in lockstep that Ayton is the gold standard the past quarter of a century in college basketball. So I wanted to talk about that. Now, the, the, the question, and I, it's kind of ironic asking this question, realizing the result, but that's a team thing, right? The, the results of a tournament are a team accomplishment, whether you win or lose, not on an individual, but just based on DeAndre Ayton, who is a physically imposing figure. Is anyone buying that ringing endorsement from Charles Barkley and Clark Kellogg for DeAndre Ayton? Now, I... I I'm selling it like most people. I'm selling. Uh, you had the hype train, the myth maker, puffery, and the prisoner. You had all that. Now, I want to tie these together real quick. Now, to lead off, Charles Barkley and Clark Kellogg 
We're trying to be the conductors of the hype train. See, the problem is when you're the when you're conducting the hype train and then the train crashes and derails, that's a problem. Right? College hoops, one of the plagues of college basketball. There's two things that kill college basketball. The bracket, once your bracket's done, you're done. And the players aren't the stars. The coaches are the stars. It's John Calipari, Tom Izzo, Coach K. Those are the stars. In order to drum up interest, desperately trying to promote the handful of lottery picks uh, in, in March Madness. It, it is entertainment. I get it. And Turner is paying a, a gazillion dollars over the next 20 years or whatever it is to broadcast the tournament. So they have to try to use Jedi-like mind tricks to, tra- to get people to come in and They've got advertising and all that. The second thing, though, Charles Barkley, when it comes to college basketball, uh, he is he's the myth maker, right? I'm going to assume that that line about DeAndre Ayton came from a producer at Turner, that someone, they had a production meeting, and they said, all right, here are our talking points. Here's what we're going to talk about on the broadcast tomorrow. Uh, and, and so when it comes to college basketball, Charles Barkley is like a train seal. Now, not in the NBA. In the NBA, I, I tend to appreciate what Barkley has to say. In college basketball, he's like, he's like the seal bouncing the, the ball, the circus ball on his nose, you know, yakety yak and all that. That's what's going on, right? That's what's going on. I mean, you're trying to build up the legend, the fairy tale, the folklore of, in this case, DeAndre Layton, or Ayton rather, but it – you know, it's the first weekend of the tournament. It's the first day of the tournament that anyone paid attention to uh, with those Fugazi playing games. So in bra- in broadcasting parlance, this is known as jumping the gun. And <laughs> sure enough, by the end of the night, uh, Aiton, 20 points a game, 11 rebounds a game and all that, and he's going to be a top pick in the NBA draft. And now he has plenty of time to prepare for the NBA draft. The last uh, last thing on this, Charles Barkley and Clark Keller, right? Both of those guys, I, they're doing what they're supposed to do to try to convince people who are watching early in the day to keep watching until you know 1 o'clock in the morning. It's embellishment. But I keep going back to the producers, right? And, and in general, everyone who's been hyping up DeAndre Ayton, who's a good player and has – a pretty decent shot at a 10-year career in the NBA, but you're talking about being a prisoner of the moment. And if you're going to go 25 years, see, that's what caught my attention. See, my eyebrows were ways. The word best is a weasel word because it means as good as everyone else, but most people don't use that word as meaning that. Advertisers use that because it's a way you can say, I've got the best sandwich, I've got the best car, I've got the best radio show, whatever it is. Uh, But recency bias it shows. I mean, people, we all do. Put too much emphasis on what just happened. It's fresh in your mind. Now, as a John R. Wooden Award voter, the most coveted award in all of sports, I have at least, there's at least five big men that are as good or better. Now, we're only going by college basketball. We're only going by college basketball. Now, it depends what year you go back to. Depends what year you go back to. We're 2018 now. But are we going all the way back to 94? Are we going back 95? Where, where's the point of demarcation? Because in the last 25 years in college basketball, you've had Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Tyler Hansborough, who was not a good NBA player, but he was a stud at, at North Carolina. You had Tim Duncan, 
was twenty within the last twenty five years. Andrew Bogut was within the last twenty five years. Demarcus Cousins, more recently, Carl Anthony Towns. Are you going to tell me that DeAndre Ayton is above that list? Maybe a couple of those guys, but that's what they were trying to peddle. And then Arizona slipped on the banana peel. See you later. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to join the chat, did you watch all of this? How much of this did you actually watch? Am I... Uh, my, my instincts are, well, we're supposed to talk about the tournament because it's going on and that's what everyone's watching. But are you actually watching it? Am I, am I wrong? Am I, am I, is my analysis incorrect on this? I mean, there were some other things that caught my attention in the NFL and whatnot. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. So right over there. I'm happy to say that I did fill out a bracket before the game started. Congratulations. You want to tear uh, that up right now? Yeah. Nah. I mean, I think Arizona has screwed everybody. Uh, some a little more than other. You had them winning it all? Is that right? Judging by your comments at the top of the show, did you have them winning? It's win not really it? about me. Uh, it's not about yeah, where would, I that am. Would, that would it's be not a about yes. that. Uh, People don't really care about my bracket. Oh, no I one think, wants my I bracket. I think they do. No, I they don't. They do. No one wants to know my bracket. I had them going to the Elite Eight, so that's uh, obviously yeah. a, a blow. Yeah, but uh, not in the final four. So, uh, like I said, I think a lot of people obviously got screwed by Arizona. It's a pretty good first day, I would say, for CBS and Turner to have Trey Young and DeAndre Ayton out. Uh, <laughs> that's solid. That's uh, that's what you were hoping for, right? Yes, it's great. They have more time to prepare for the NBA draft, so that's good. Well, I loved some of the comments I heard though after that game, where you know people are like supposed experts, are like, "Well, if you really looked at it, this is not that big of a surprise." <laughs> I'm like. Then why didn't you say yeah. before the game that Buffalo was going to probably oh, well, that's the, either be competitive or or shockingly win the game? That, Nobody said that. That's a classic weasel move. You know, it's, oh well, I I know I know this was going to happen, and uh, you know well, when you look at the cards, yeah. you can understand why. I'm like, really? Then why didn't you say that before the game? It's called revisionist history, is what it is. It's like, oh, yeah. we, we would never practice any of no, that on this. We show. don't. That's, no, that no. is witchcraft, is what that is. We don't do voodoo. We don't do witchcraft. Uh, we do it one day a week, but this is not the day we do it. We This is not a voodoo day or uh, – no, it's not. No one's bringing food, by the way. How are we, How is Coop going to survive, Eddie? There's I no know. one scheduled to bring food here. We did have a very uh, a good week of gluttonous. generosity. Yeah. Gluttonous would I be was the thinking that, here. too. It's like, man, I can't believe we don't have food coming today. I felt it a little bit, Eddie. I'm not going to lie. I felt <laughs> it a little bit. It took me two and a half hours to eat a sandwich because I could only eat it every time you know we stopped <laughs> talking. And so – I, I I don't usually amazingly eat uh, while we're on the air. I don't usually yeah, do that. Well, it's so. difficult for you. We all yeah. understand. So, that. but no, but it's not about that. It's just I feel like I've, I've gotten to the point now, Eddie, where it's probably in my best interest to avoid doing that. But I'm not going to stop doing it. I've determined for the good of the show because I know Koopa Loop wants the food train to keep coming, and Danny G, the food trucks, and so I'm I'm going to be a good soldier, and I am going to continue to consume. When listeners are kind enough to come in here, I will risk my health. And uh, I got, that's awfully big. Of I don't me. know if you heard, Eddie. Three hours and I eighteen did hear, minutes yes, of sleep. I did hear. Three hours and eighteen minutes of sleep. I did not uh, get up any earlier than normal. I got my normal sleep in and yeah. got up and uh, again was groggy and watching some of it. And you know, I hate the way I'm wired. I hate it because I, I, when I'm sleeping, I feel like I'm missing stuff, and then I want to get up. I hate that. I wish I just didn't care. I then I would just I, I, I would be my life would be so much more enjoyable. It really would. I could go live in a shack in Montana. Be awesome. Well, I would I would suggest there's nothing wrong with caring. 
You're good at your job if you care. Uh, but there, but there are times when you have to have a little me time. Yeah. You, you, for for your own health and well being, mm-hmm. there are times when you have to say, okay, I I want to, I've got to get this extra hour of sleep, or I've got to, yeah. you know, not not do this or that. You got to do that every once in a while. You got to do it. I know I'm not good at that. Just, that's a skill I don't have. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The, the, the same routine happens. It plays out. It's like Groundhog Day. Uh, every year it's the same deal here. The, uh, the, the groundhog comes out. They have the ceremony. The guys in the funny outfits with the funny hats get up there. They hold the groundhog up. They celebrate. If they like the result, they don't celebrate if they don't. Uh, and, and the NCAA tournament, the NCAA tournament, lacking star power, two of the big headliners are already out. The first real day of the tournament, the first legitimate day of the NCAA tournament, and already it is exit stage right for two of the big stars that were supposed to bring people in. Well, listen, I don't work for Turner. I don't work for the NCAA. Uh, the fact that Trey Young and DeAndre Ayton are out, that's that's somebody else's problem. Ain't my problem. In fact, it's actually a good thing now because the less interest there is in the NCAA tournament as we go forward here, the less it will take up shelf space here at the, the radio show. But one and done, it, the, the late game was the not the great game because it was a blowout. In fact, if you go back to the modern era, which I determined the modern era was 1985, the the current format of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Arizona has just become the biggest loser in the 13-4 matchup, they being the four seed and losing to the 13 seed. Buffalo ran them off the court, ran them off the court, 89-68. It's the most one-sided loss by a four seed versus a 13 seed in tournament history. And for Arizona, congratulations, Arizona, because you have mastered in recent years the early exit, second time in three years, a one-and-done for the Arizona Wildcats basketball program. And so now Sean Miller is awaiting the guillotine. He is lined up. He's ready for that. It's about to fall on his neck, uh, and he will be gone. Someone else will come in there. There was a stretch from 1995 when there was a 13 that beat a, a four seed, all the way to 2008 where no upset happened in that particular bracket, the 13-4 game. Lately, though, the last couple of years, since 20, uh, 2016, 20, actually 2008, 2009, 2016, and 2018, we've seen uh, that particular upset. And uh, the basketball, the college basketball media are romancing this, celebrating this, Brackets busted, how this is a wonderful thing. And they're so stupid, these people. They don't even realize that it is a downer, right? These guys are in for a reality check. Now, do I need to be the killjoy here and remind you when the the brackets are busted, people don't watch. Uh, The people watching are the relatives of the players and the people that are going to the universities or used to go to the universities, which is a much, much smaller audience. But again, I don't work there. I, fine. It's, uh, they probably don't care, right? They're hey, it doesn't matter. And they're going to go for it. Just excited about it. Now, some of the other things that popped up on day one of the real tournament, Kentucky didn't look all that good. They beat Davidson. They did not 
do something that they had done every single game since the movie The Naked Gun was in theaters. Kentucky didn't make a three-point shot. The last time Kentucky basketball didn't make a three-point shot, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi was the number one song in America. Okay, do you understand Ronald Reagan was the president in the United States? That November of 1988 was the last time Kentucky basketball played and didn't make at least one three-point shot. 0 for 6 behind the arc. <laughs> yeah. This was number one on the charts. You couldn't download it because there was no downloading of music. You had to go to... Tower Records. No, you had to go to Tower Records, and you had to get whatever your record store was. You had to go buy the. You had to. What was? Uh, let's see. 1988. Were CDs around in 1988? Was that CD technology? It was CDs, right? They were 19. No, or later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1988. Yeah, yeah there were CDs. Yeah, yeah. There were those uh, eight for a penny deal back then. So they had the eight for the penny. Yeah. In 88. Yes. Look at Coop's like he's gonna, now yes, he's going to fight there back. Were now, CDs now Coop's going to push in back. In 1988. On that. Yes. Yeah. Why didn't they take over immediately? Because I remember being a kid and having cassettes. Yeah, I had cause I... People collected both, but uh, it... Yeah, you, you, first... would, you would think that if CDs were around, they would have just immediately, you know... Hold on, let me check. Cassettes. All right, everyone relax. <laughs> uh, CDs were launched... I have CDs from 1988. In 1982-83, they oh, didn't oh, really right. became a thing until... The mid '80s, so like '86, 1985, '86. All right, but then really, they really then took off in the '90s. So, but yeah, all right, we've determined that. So, bad. I found a way to bring in bad medicine to the uh, to the radio shows. Dang, there you go. Do I need to say anything else about the NCAA tournament? What am I supposed to do here? Right no. All right, I, I want to get to the NFL because that that has my attention. Right, the, the roots of this show are the National Football League. And if you thought that Jordy Nelson was going to take less money and walk back to the Green Bay Packers, you're a loser. If you thought Jordy Nelson was going to be unemployed long, you're a loser. The longtime Green Bay Packer has found a new home. He ain't going to the Seahawks. He's not going to the Saints. He's not going to be walking into Patriot Place. No, no, no. Jordy Nelson is taking his talents to the Oakland Raiders until they move to Las Vegas, and then he'll play for the Vegas Raiders. The chances of Jordy Nelson being with the Raiders till they move to Vegas, uh, minus 1,000. Like, this is a short-term situation. He will never experience the Las Vegas Raiders. This is going to be Jordy Nelson with the Oakland Raiders, and that will be that. By the time the Raiders eventually get to Vegas, Jordy Nelson will likely either be out of the NFL or he'll go back to Green Bay on some Fugazi contractors. He'll definitely sign one of those one-day dopey contracts. So that's that's the the news of the day there. Jordy Nelson going to the Raiders. So I wanted to get into this real quick. Uh, he gets a two-year contract, $13 million guaranteed. Uh, I actually, my new contract, I got $13 worth of Taco Bell gift cards uh, guaranteed. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the, the question here is this. What grade would you give the Raiders here? And I'm, of course, a great educator of sports talk radio here in the overnight, legendary uh, professor of sports talk radio conversation. As an educator, I give out many reports. Um, So the addition of Jordy Nelson, what grade does that get? Now, my report card 
my my initial knee jerk report card for Jordy Nelson going to the Raiders. I give the Raiders a C. I'm going to give them a C. That is average. That's an average signing. Uh, my thoughts on this: You've got diminishing returns, market research, and the resurrection. You've got all those things. Now, number one, Jordy Nelson looked washed up. He looked washed up with the Green Bay Packers last season. He did. I mean, and, and is it just an aberration? Is it something else? Years of Green Bay winners and the abuse of being bruised, scraped, bloodied, and beaten appear to have taken their toll. He provided diminishing returns last year. How bad was it? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Jordy Nelson was 67th in receptions. He was tied with Austin Hooper of the Atlanta Falcons and Eric Ebron, who got fired from the Lions because of that statistic. Uh, The receiving yards for Jordy Nelson, 95th in the NFL. His average yards per catch with the pack attack last year, 9.1, did not rank in the top 100. His catch rate did not rank in the top 100. And the yeah, but crowd is already circling the wagons here to defend Jordy Nelson. They said, well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers got hurt, which is true. And yeah, but Brett Hundley's a bum. Also true. Yeah, but Jordy Nelson wasn't totally healthy. Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. By, by the way, I want to point out for your information here, uh, Devontae Adams somehow was able to put up decent numbers with Brett Hundley playing quarterback. I don't know how that happened. So I guess it is possible that you could still get some statistics with Brett Hundley there. Now, the second thing, market research. Right? Market research, it is proven out that if you sign older players consistently and you're depending on those older players who are coming off injuries to then have an epiphany and figure it out, you're essentially juggling hand grenades, live hand grenades you're juggling. It's a foolhardy approach. It is. Jordy Nelson turns 33 years old by next NFL season. Happy birthday, Jordy, by the way. I hope you have a great birthday. Big cake. I recommend the blue cake with extra frosting. It's a wonderful cake. Uh, Jordy Nelson is not going to be the focal point of the 2018 Raiders offense. That's going to be Amari Cooper, at least the, the, the wide receiver core. And John Gruden is essentially my, – my assumption here is that John Gruden's plan is that Jordy Nelson, he wants him, his, his philosophy on football to rub off in the locker room, like the workmanlike BS that they talk about with Jordy Nelson. They want that. Gruden wants that to be the mantra. Uh, of the Raiders. And last year, under Jack Del Rio, under Jack Del Rio, the Raider offense, led by Derek Carr, essentially suffered from bloating, gassiness, and fatigue. It was not an enjoyable uh, experience. And so, but they do have names that you've heard of. The Raiders have name brand value there. And that's the last thing because in name brand, this is a win. This is like an A for the Raiders. But I'm going by the overall grade being a C. I'm not giving them an A. That's what other people are doing because they've heard of Jordy Nelson. I'm going C. Jordy Nelson is not a generic player. People know who he is. He's played in big games. He played in the Super Bowl. He played well. He's held his own, more than held his own. But what are the odds that Nelson has a resurrection in Oakland? It's low. I'll say it's, it's very low. I'm going to go 20%. He's By NFL standards, he's old. In recent years, he's been hurt. He's not going to be the focus of the silver and black attack. You start stacking these things together, you're like, you're stacking pancakes. You can't eat all the pancakes. Now, that said, I'm pulling for him. 
Now, why am I pulling for Jordan? Why do I hope he defies the odds? Because several months back, uh, we had a moment. Uh, me and Jordy had a moment. Uh, it was on social media. Uh, Jordy Nelson. I consider him an an honorable member of the the Maller militia because for a brief period of time, uh, Jordy Nelson liked one of my many social media posts, and uh, so there was a connection on his official Twitter account. Now he's changed that since then, but I I remember when we brought Eddie Garcia came all the way around here, and uh, everyone was around my computer. And we were all I was so proud. Uh, and I pointed at my computer. I said, there's Jordy Nelson's official verified Twitter account, and there's my tweet. And everyone verified it. Everyone said, yep, that's it. Way to go. And so I hope Jordy Nelson does wonderful things with the Raiders. Do I think he's going to do wonderful things? No, I don't. But I'm pulling for him because he's one of us. He's a member of the Maller Militia, Jordy and Nelson. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I never remember that Judas thing. I never, snuck that in there. Yeah, I got to get that in. Yeah, yeah I got to get that in. That's well, we right. talked about it yesterday. Who, who were we going to pick? And we both uh, we both said Crabtree. The Raiders uh, obviously disagreed with us. Yeah. He gone. He, he is out. Danny G is, of course, a da- resident Danny's Raider a, fan. Danny actually I... already has a Jordy Nelson Raider jersey. <laughs> he bought it on eBay <laughs> yesterday. He already got one. I actually, I actually have been a fan of Crabtree. Uh, you know, I, I think what killed it was last season. He just had too many drops, and then there's also been rumors of, uh, you know, maybe some locker room chemistry issues. Chemistry? So, yeah, exactly. This ain't science class. <laughs> so uh, I'll be interested to see how Jordy Nelson bounces back. I'm obviously pulling for him, too. But uh, I, I did like some of the moves Gruden made on uh, defense yesterday. Uh, Eddie, you know Gilchrist because he's a former uh, Charger, right? I, I, Texan. The linebacker, Whiteside from uh, from the Lions. I think uh, finally getting a, a veteran linebacker. This is, this might is where I up. point out. Uh, this is where I point out. It's broadcasting, not narrowcasting. This is where or I point white that head, out. Whitehead. Whitehead. Uh, I would like to see. Crab- How would you like to have that last? I want to see Crabtree play for. He's got to play for either the Cardinals, Packers, Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, Eagles. It's a long list. 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Bears, Broncos, Any other team Lions. in the league other than the Raiders, basically. He could play for the Saints also. Well, I need to get Crabtree versus Tlaib. Yeah, and he's we, trying to trying to get him versus yeah. the Rams. So I need him to go to a team that the Rams play. So I need that matchup. I'd like to have it at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum so I can go to that game. Uh, that would be better for me uh, that I can attend that. So if the Vikings want to sign Michael Crabtree, I'd fully endorse that. The Eagles, uh, I'm good with that as well. Yeah, any of that. Any of that would be good. So, I saw the Ravens were were hot and heavy for for Crabtree. That was the early story of the day. There. Your boy Talib was on the NFL Network yesterday with the button up dress shirt and all the chains. Yeah, what's wrong with that? that? Awesome. It's a good look. It's a solid look. That's how you do it. It's like you on Picture Day. Absolutely. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop. Ben. Talk. 
<laughs> the Cardinals released the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, on Tuesday. Now, Matthew is a former All-Pro and is still only 25 years old. Yeah. You think the Cardinals made a mistake here? Don't you think they could have got something for him in a trade at least? No, my understanding is the Cardinals are being run by SpongeBob SquarePants, that he is now in charge <laughs> of the franchise. I don't know. Listen, listen, a couple of things. A, the Cardinals, see, the problem is the Cardinals, everyone knew the Cardinals were backed up against the wall. They had no choice. They had to either have Matthew renegotiate his contract, redo his contract, or they had to release him. You can't get anything. The, the problem is all these like these these websites like uh, what's the one I look at a lot? There's a couple of them. Uh, OverTheCap.com. They tell you like what players are likely to be released. You, they have a calculator on there, so the draconian salary cap is in play. And B, I'm hoping the Honey Badger gets paid. He's been a pretty good player. I love the nickname. By all accounts, he's been a good soldier for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals deserve nothing but shame. They have brought in Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon in the same offseason. You talk about shopping for contaminated materials. If only they can sign Jay Cutler, they would have the greatest hole of radioactive quarterbacks in the history of mankind. Next! Alex Rodriguez is pushing for a mechanism to be put in place that would allow athletes to create uh, an oops fund of sorts. Now it's, uh, it's called an F. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fund that would be untouchable until the age of 45, something very similar to the Coogan account for child actors. Yeah. Ben, do you think that this is a good idea? Well, absolutely, it's a good idea. But the, there's a couple things here. Number one... Uh, you know, if I could go back to my youth, I would I would have a bunch of mutual funds and Roth IRAs and all that. Nobody does that. Ninety nine percent of people don't do that kind of stuff. You're supposed to do it. You want to diversify as well as you gain more wealth. But number two, just because a Rod puts this out there does not mean athletes are going to actually do it. Right? Allen Iverson, he's got one of these. Remember, Allen Iverson, he's got a a deal with the shoe company. He's got a an oops fund. He gets like a it was a thirty million when he turns fifty five if he makes it there. So, but good luck. Uh, just because Aywan wants it doesn't mean it's going to happen. All right, next. Chiefs general manager Brett Veach met with the media and was asked about the trade of Marcus Peters. Now he was asked if Peters not standing for the anthem had any effect on the decision to trade him. Now Veach denied it, but also insisted and also insisted that there was no specific moment that was the final straw, so to speak. Yep. Do you believe him, Ben? Well, I, I always follow the golden rule. When it comes to interviewing executives, coaches, and players, the first thing that is lost is the truth. Uh, I don't believe anything these people say, but a couple things on on Marcus Peters here. After careful examination, I determined this is a giveaway situation. I knew that right away. And you don't get rid of a player like Marcus Peters and get essentially beans in return, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. This Secondly, this had to come from from above Andy Reid, above the GM. This came from ownership, and that's Clark Hunt. That's the guy that's in charge and all that. Embarrassed, upset with all the temper tantrums from Marcus Peters. There were a lot of factors in play, but, yeah, this came from ownership saying get rid of this guy. All right, uh, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you pass it. That's a win. I want again with the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Deep dive. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week. Who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. Lame jokes. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners of the Ben Maller Show. They have sent these jokes care of the Ben Maller Show to my email address that we use for the jokes. And that's Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Ben Maller Show at Gmail. 
the shrine, the the temple of jokes. They're sent right there. It's just just absolutely great. Our friend, our leadoff hitter, not here this week. He's taking the week off. He's he's uh, doing something else. I don't know what he's got going. I, wait, we don't have. Him. So we'll do the jokes anyway. We'll do the jokes anyway. So all right, uh, we have Weed Man. Oh, you're there, right, Weed Man? You're gonna do your hello. All right, he's got, the, he's got his horn. I will read the joke. I'll bounce it off Eddie. Eddie will then send the joke back my way for the punchline. At that point, Danny G will step up. He'll play this if it's funny. <laughs> you'll hear this if it's not funny. Ooh. And if it could go either way, you'll hear this. I'm bouncing. I lived in Compton. I'm sure you did back in the day. Absolutely. All right, and Coop's got his offensive jokes. And then Weed Man, you've got your own... <laughs> All right, all right, stop. Okay, all right. Uh, here we go. Uh, what do you call Coop and Anthony in Anaheim writing Balderdash questions together? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you call that? A joint effort. <laughs> that was from our friend Kurt from Earth. Kurt's leaving us, Eddie. He's getting a Why? dreaded day job. No. Yeah, but he says he's still going to listen to the podcast, so he'll help the podcast numbers. And I hope he can still send some jokes and all that. Remember the rule. The rule is if you leave the show to go do a daytime shift, you have to do two things. you got to download the podcast, and you have to tell the person that replaces you about the show. You do those two things. We're good. You're good. Everyone's good. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. A wedding almost didn't happen last week when the guest heard a rumor, Eddie. Oh, really? What was the rumor? They heard the groom was going to be a no-show. Just Josh sent that one in. Right, we'll skip over that one. We'll skip over that one. Oh, this is from Cowboy. You want to hear Cowboy John Brad's joke? He's still sending jokes. Sure. What's the difference between country singer Coffee Anderson and your favorite Canadian lad? Uh, I have no idea. What's the difference? Coffee Anderson wants to be your cowboy. John Brad is your cowboy. Wow, that was really awful. Thanks for uh, sending that joke, though, Cowboy. Thank you. Glad you listened. A dog died on a United Airlines flight I after being forced this. into the overhead <laughs> bin by a uh, flight attendant. I saw that. Terrible. It's terrible news. It's a, the dog is survived by her cheating husband, Angry Bill. So there's that as well. From, no? Weed Man? Where Weed Man go? I don't hear Weed Man. A lot of Bartolo Colon jokes this week. Did you hear Bartolo oh. Colon has a new tanning regiment? No, I that did he not can hear that. sustain for the entire 2018 season. Really? How's he doing that? Uh, eat, sleep, repeat. That's it. <laughs> Surfer Todd sent that one in. Josh McCown signed his Jets contract at Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? It's ironic because the Jet receivers are also not open on Sundays, just like Chick-fil-A <laughs> says. Hey, put that over. All right, Coop, do you have any jokes, Coop? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds a ringing endorsement. Does it I need a tell. disclaimer? Well, to, to be to be honest, I was hoping to get some some topical jokes, if okay. you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, nobody uh, nobody yeah. gave me that. All right. Uh, so I'll give you this one. When <laughs> when Catholic priests had sex, did you know that uh, altar boys were not their first choice? Yeah, now altar boys were actually second to nuns. Okay, mark tape on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, that is that you turning into Fonzie? Hey. Uh, you see that former ESPN boss John Skipper says his cocaine uh, cocaine dealer tried to blackmail. 
No, I did not see that. Yeah, this explains the last 10 years of ESPN programming. Yeah. Right there. There you go. Where's Weedman? I don't even hear him anymore. What happened, Weedman? I think his phone must have died. He's, I guess so. He's been up on right. the board here. Uh, maybe he accidentally hit mute. Well, San Francisco, Eddie, has embraced Amsterdam-style marijuana lounges. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And a related note, Odell Beckham has now demanded a trade to the 49ers. <laughs> Go figure. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners to the Ben Maller Show. Ranger pitcher Bartolo Colon wanted the team to sign Tyron Matthew. Oh, is that right? Colon said he was a fan growing up of honey-baked badgers when he was uh, <laughs> he thought it was going to be great with the Rangers. Uh, well, here's another one about John Skipper, the uh, ESPN guy that was let go. He, he actually quit because he was a, a bad deal with cocaine, apparently. It uh, turns out, Eddie, that the Skipper revealed he came up with the 30 for 30 when dreaming about grams of white powder. It's amazing. I think Weed Man uh, just... That was... Uh, yeah, Weed Man's yeah, gone. His, his phone <laughs> completely... Yeah, uh... He didn't make it to the end of the Mallard <laughs> Marathon. You know he's calling back right now. Uh, a French baker was fined $3,000 for working too much, Eddie. Oh, really? Yep. Adam Silver says he runs his bakery just like his basketball league. <laughs> now, what do you got, Coop? Big Ben's lame jokes. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. Okay. This is from JJ. So Blind Scott walks into a bar with Kramer. He starts swinging Kramer by his leash above his head like a helicopter. The bartender yells, what the hell are you doing? Scott says, just looking around. <laughs> All right. What is uh, what is Angry Bill's favorite brand of toilet paper? Oh boy, I don't know, Ben. What is Angry Bill's favorite brand of toilet paper? None. He just scoots around the carpet. It's very odd. I don't know. <laughs> Eric the Goblin King sent that one in. Thank you, Eric. Good job by you. You know, uh, doctors were stunned to find huge air a uh, huge air pocket. Where part of a man's brain should be, Eddie. Oh, really? That yeah. sounds odd. The Cubs were also surprised. They say they had no idea when they signed you, Darvish. He had this issue. They had no idea. Oh, low blow. <laughs> that's, that's from uh, Jay that sent that one in. Did you hear talk? Uh, Bartolo Colon loves T- uh, TLC, Eddie. TLC. Um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he loves tacos, lasagna, and cheeseburgers. <laughs> so do I. That's from Alex the Cynical. Why did the Dallas police detain Bartolo Colon? I don't know. Why did the police detain Bartolo Colon? Upon a body search, they discovered a huge amount of crack. Go figure. Oh, my. That's oh. Uh, Eric the Goblin King. Mm. Yes. All right. Not a fan of that one. We'll keep going here. we got time for a couple more. Did you hear that Bartolo Colon was taking up sailing? He's taking up sailing. Bartolo Colon on a yeah, sailboat? Yeah. Wow. He, he heard about the gravy boat. He got excited. He was very excited about it. All right, here's the closer. Here's the closer. What does Stephen Hawking and a Raider fan have in common? I don't know, Ben. What does Stephen Hawking and a Raider fan have in common? Eddie, they can both be found in a black hole. There it is. That's Ooh. from Gordon in Tacoma. That's a- if you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.